0: You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nada as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical.
1: Hey, Dave, how are you doing today? Not bad, Nick. How are you? Doing well. Sun is shining. It's Friday yep. afternoon here in beautiful Lansing. Talking about the markets.
0: We have broken double-digit temperatures for the day, so I will take nice. it. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Getting Get off the shorts. You kicking know, right? <laughs> off the uh, first month of the uh, new year and new quarter by looking back at what the market did in 2021 and kind of talk a little bit more about what's going on right now that's positive and what are the things that uh, are out there to worry about?
1: Yeah, really, um, you know, just the overall thoughts, generally a pretty amazing market given everything that happened during the year, everything that happened yeah. the last couple of years, Pretty amazing returns and resiliency from the, from the markets. For
0: 2021, the large company stocks in the United States were up 26.5%.
1: Which uh, knocking the cover off the ball, no matter how you want to look at it. If we could do that every year, our jobs would be real easy, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put your money here and we'll just watch it grow. Yeah.
0: Small company stocks, pretty good year there too, but not quite as good, but at a positive 14.8%. International stocks, large companies up about 11%. You know, so the broad, broad markets overwhelmingly positive the one equity market stock market that didn't do as well is emerging markets and uh, it was down about one and a half percent largely because China controls the uh, Chinese stocks make up such a large percent of emerging markets and there was a lot of volatility and uh, concern going on there overall you know that's a that's a pretty strong year across the board for the stock market
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything, and, and also interestingly, with um, we've talked about it on this podcast before. But large cap growth, large cap value, very consistent, close to one another. You know, it wasn't really a whole lot of things that didn't do well.
0: Well, the other the other part of the market that didn't do as well is the bond market, and if we look at bonds across the board, the U.S. Broad Bond Aggregate Index was down about one and a half percent. You know, when you consider most of our portfolios are mixes of stocks and bonds and mostly stock, you know, we'll take a plus uh, 20 some percent and a minus one and a half percent on a portion of the portfolio and end up okay, I think.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and it's kind of one of those things that, like, where we always want everything to go up. But honestly, part of the reason why we have bonds and, and things like that in portfolios is because they kind of work in opposite of what the stock market's yeah. doing. And so yeah. having some small losses isn't necessarily concerning when you think about it from the standpoint of if the rules are reversed, hopefully, their hold- bonds are holding their value and, you know, we're protecting some of the portfolio.
0: Right. And as, uh, as Michael Kitsies always says, if you're diversified, there's always going to be something in your portfolio you hate. And I've been to point out to a few people over the years, we don't own bonds because we think that they're going to outperform stocks. In general, they right. don't. They're there for when the stock market falls apart. And so uh, having them be down a little bit on a year when everything else is so overwhelmingly positive, we'll take that.
1: Yeah, it sounds strange and kind of counterintuitive. But if you think about it, you know, from that standpoint of good diversification means things are moving opposite of each other. And that's a good thing. So, you know,
0: overwhelmingly good year for the markets. We can take a look and talk about where we're at right now and what's positive and what are reasons for concern. You know, the uh, on the positive side, the world is becoming more vaccinated, I guess is a good way to put it. And even with the Omicron variant causing lots of headaches right now for daily life, the rate of death and serious illness is down. So it seems like maybe we're getting a grip on this.
1: Yeah. and, And, you know, not to speculate too much, but I think part of what's going on with some of the emerging markets, smaller countries is their vaccination rates are much lower than the developed nation. And so that you know, plays a factor into their ability to open up and, and kind of what's happening there as well.
0: Yeah, it does. And so that that's had an effect on how emerging markets have gone. And then, there, you know, there's another factor in there. We're going to talk a little bit about interest rates and where things are going and currency relative currency strength has played into that, too. Uh, Another positive signal right now is unemployment as of uh, the end of uh, December was down to 3.9 percent. And, uh, you know, most pretty much there aren't enough workers for the jobs out there. And while that is going to trigger some concerns that we're dealing with, it also bodes well for the economy in the long run.
1: Yeah, you know, it's kind of, you know, 3.9% is so low, but it still seems somewhat high given that, you know, every time you drive down the road, you see, you know, signing bonuses to work here. And, and mm-hmm. obviously, there's a, you know, division of what jobs people are looking for and what jobs people are kind of resigning from and getting yeah. away from. But overall, ha- very low unemployment in the, in the labor market is yeah. strong from the standpoint of Finding jobs because they're out there. Well, I
0: remember an econ professor telling me 30 years ago that three percent, three percent unemployment was the same as 100 percent employment for all practical purposes, right. because that meant that that you're always going to have a couple, a, a small percentage of workers who are in between jobs or you know resigned one job looking to start another one, you know that are not unemployed because there's a structural issue with the economy, but just because of what's going on in their personal lives. And if that, if the overall rate is 3%, that means that's pretty much what you're down to is people that are choosing to be unemployed temporarily or, you know, in between. So, so we're pretty much there, right? Right. So on the other side of the ledger, you know, so so on the positive side, we got, we've got the, the, COVID situation seemingly getting better, um, at least in terms of its economic effects. Equity markets are very strong across the board. You know, the the three-year return on the S&P 500 is 26%. And that's, to have three years in a row in the 20s like that is just amazing. And then low unemployment. Then we've got the other side of the ledger, things to worry about and keep an eye on. We're pretty much at peak stimulus right now which means the Fed, the government has done pretty much everything they can do to stimulate the economy, both monetarily and fiscally. And that, like from here on out, we'd expect that to start to go the other way. Stimulus from the government to start to come out of the economy. And we have seen, you know, they've, they've signaled that they're going to ramp up the speed of tapering off that. Stimulus as we get into 2022. Pretty much the expectation now is for three interest rate increases from the Federal Reserve over the course of 2022. And in November, the expectation was only two. So it's kind of, they've kind of signaled the Federal Reserve has kind of pivoted in their talk on inflation and stimulus from saying last summer and fall that most of the inflation we were seeing was transient. And because of the pandemic and would go away as the economy kind of returned to normal. And what they're now saying, they're calling it the uh, Powell pivot, is that some of the, some more of that inflation than expected is probably here to stay. And I think you and I last summer when we were talking about this topic kind of hinted that our expectation would be like wages aren't going to go down. Food prices aren't going to necessarily go down. We may see things like lumber and materials even out, but uh, the fact that some of that inflation will stick around is not too surprising.
2: Are you a small business or a nonprofit that wants to market better? Of course you want to market better. Join heavy hitting marketing agencies and experts at the Michigan Marketing Outstanding Brand Summit. All the big bosses will be there. 17 presentations on cutting-edge topics like brand dominance, how to make a logo that doesn't suck, figuring out what the heck SEO is, launching your own damn podcast, upcoming annoying changes for social media, creating videos that slay, and so much more. Win big prizes and take advantage of exclusive marketing training. Join the ranks of marketing bosses throughout Michigan and meet me, Amy Zander, the reigning marketing mobstress of Michigan. Mark Friday, May 6th, 2022 on your calendar. It's not too far away to start planning now. Follow Zedia Media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for a chance to win tickets. Visit ZediaMedia.com for more information and to purchase tickets. That's dot acom Your presence will be honored. Your absence will be noted. Yeah, you know
1: it's um, so the Fed's kind of coming out and doing what we expected. No more free lunches. Government's probably not going to send you money to spend, and they're kind of turning and looking at okay, we've kind of we've gotten through this event and we've shot all the arrows in our quiver, and so now it's time to go pick up the arrows and reload them, which essentially means raising interest rates so at a future point that they can lower them again if we have another event, but also you know, their main charge is keeping inflation in check. And so they're doing those things right now to kind of slow things down to hopefully, you know, get inflation back in a reasonable rate. And and looking at some of the charts that we have, you know, the expectation for inflation isn't, you know, crazy 7, 9, 10%. It's, Yeah. 2.83. So it's not like, you know, it's not like inflation is running away, but 2.83 is pretty high compared to where we've been previously and what we've experienced. That
0: hits it right on the nose. The expectation right now is it will settle down around 2.8, and the Federal Reserve targets an average of 2%. So being running, you know, just shy of 3% for a while. If that average remains around 2%, isn't such a horrible thing. And, you know, we've, we've said more than once talking that um, we've got to always remember, too, that inflation is usually a sign of a growing economy and not necessarily a bad thing down the road, as long as it remains near those targets.
1: Yeah, so definitely not something that we're, you know, looking at of, you know, major impact on things, but certainly something that maybe, you know, continues to be something that we talk about, discuss and, and look at because it's not going away as fast as maybe what we thought it might. You know, we're
0: going to have to watch and see what effect that has on interest rates, but what we've seen over the last couple months is the short end of the yield curve, meaning shorter term interest-bearing investments have gone up in yield and, you know, relative to longer term. That's something we want to keep an eye on, too, because I, the curve, shape of the yield curve helps kind of give an idea of where the economy's headed. But, you know, no real causes for concern right now. The yield curve is a normal, slow, priced in those expected increases in interest rates from the Federal Reserve.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if you think about kind of our conversation from last quarter to this quarter, you know, very similar in terms of, yes, you know, inflation's around something to watch, not necessarily concerning, but something to watch. Interest rates probably rise in a little bit. And so thinking about practically applying things like, you know, refinancing, securing fixed loans as interest rates go up are all kind of important factors in it when it comes to financial planning. But you know, nothing where we're going, hey, this could cause you know serious problems. And, and as we always talk about on this podcast, whatever that thing is that's going to trigger that market event, we're never going to predict. Nobody, It's going to come out of left field anyways. And so um, certainly, you know, As our prediction podcast went as well, we're not trying to predict anything. We're just kind of trying to look through and and see what happened and explain it and see how that might affect things. Um, But no major bold predictions or changes out of, you know, the stuff that we see because really usually the market will price it in before you and I figure it out, Dave. And um, (laughs) the stuff that we don't know, that's the stuff that we, you know, we, we, A, can't control, so shouldn't be concerned about it. But B, that's what's going to have a major impact potentially on markets. It's stuff that we're not aware of that it's out there right now.
0: What does this all mean? It means uh, stay invested, stick with your plan, don't uh, obsess about the things we can't control, and uh, see what the short term <laughs> bears out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, kind of a a wild couple of years. So if, you know, if we sat back here at the beginning of the pandemic and talked about where we'd be at today, I think we'd both be pretty, very wrong. But here we are. So enjoy that and, you know, stick with it. Things are going to change. Things are going to happen. You know, crazy stuff is going to affect the market. But if you hold on, hopefully you're sitting there two or three years later going, wow, that really worked out eventually for us anyways. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. that's the big lesson, the big takeaway from the last couple of years, at least.
0: Right, and and to keep in mind, like like a lot of people are worried about inflation right now because we all are feeling it and seeing it. But we don't. What we what we have trouble doing is connecting the fact that we've had outsized market returns for the last couple of years, and now, you know, these things don't move in lockstep. But if you think about if like if you step back and look at like ten years at a time, you know, inflation's up and your portfolio's up more. So are you better off or are you worse off? You know, and it's, it's hard to, you know, we're here, we are sitting in January of 2022 and seeing, you know, inflation running higher than it has in 20 years. And we need to remember that we just also saw three years of, I th- I've got a statistic here, just a second. Um, 2021 would have been like the 18th best year on record for the S&P 500. So you know, uh, yeah. And uh, um, you know, when you start looking at things in those kind of perspectives, and remember, oh yeah, we had we had things be better than they should have been on the on one side of the ledger. So things are worse than expected for a little while on the other. You know, don't get caught up in a month-to-month view of it. It's that that makes
1: sense you know it's, it's really about what we talk about all the time which is concentrating on long-term goals and objectives um investing isn't about beating the benchmark or figuring out what's going to be the best performing asset class or stock it's it's really should be about what are my goals and objectives in and in, in the long term because that's going to ultimately lead to success as you you know Maintain your discipline, whether it's a good market, market or a bad market, and um, you know make sure you have the right asset allocation to match your objectives and, and kind of what your goals are, and, and sticking with it and taking that long term view. You know, it's not it's not the uh, it's not the most appealing investment strategy. It's not something that you're gonna you know write your buddies about on or you know. <laughs> send them a message about it, but it is going to pay the bills at the end of the day and it's, it's going to get you to where you want to be. Um, and so that's really ultimately the goal. It doesn't get any uh, Reddit
0: chat rooms fired up, but uh, no, it's really uh, a really prudent strategy. I just, I, w- I, wanna, I just found that statistic I was looking for. 2021 was the out of the 94 years was the 20th best performance of the S&P 500 okay. out of okay. 94. But interesting for like broader context on how good things have been market-wise for the last several years, 2019 was the 16th best and 2020 was the 44, 41st best. So, um, you know, that's to have those group top, you know, half, all three consecutively kind of gives you an idea in, uh, of yeah, and just you know keep that in mind when you're when you're thinking about inflation and the fact that gas prices are higher and food is more expensive
1: the good so. the good with the bad you know we can't <laughs> have it all so. <laughs> so but um this is this is good so um obviously we always like to do these quarterly um so you'll we'll hear back on what how 2022 is looking here um, in a couple months. And as always, if you have questions, feel free to email us at info at srbadvisors.com. Um, we'd love to chat with you about investments, diversification, all that fun stuff. and questions that you have for us or for the podcast, let us know. Thanks, Nick. Yeah.
0: Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at